0: Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. Tell you what, Greg is in the house. He can be in the house every day if he wants a do a podcast show. He would like be here every every week. We learn new and interesting stuff every week. But this week, because you happen to get the 16 and 18-foot black diamond B&M pole, by gosh, you get to talk about it because there mine aren't coming until the towards probably the end of the week, and all I can do is wish, and you've, wish been, you. and you've been a fishing.
1: Mm-hmm. so i've even actually used
0: them yeah tell us tell us about it you're you're on their pro staff well
1: as far as the 18 footer i've had an 18 uh it's a black a 16 uh proto before they even right. put them on the market so this is and, the black
0: widow uh, the black, model.
1: yeah the yep. black widow um uh the 16 is now became my all-time favorite uh,
0: the fourteen, the fourteen foot black 14, diamond BNM last was year, your If you'd
1: asked me, uh, right. why not? What we're going to use today? We're using fourteen footers. Uh, wow, and it's a good rod. Don't get me wrong. It's right. uh, the uh, fourteen diamond series, uh-huh. and um, so anyway, uh, it's it's a great rod. But the sixteen is just so well balanced, and right. uh, the tip on it is is. Uh, it's got very good backbone. It's got more backbone than the fourteen, right. uh, even the eighteen, and but it's it's not a broomstick that what some right. people call some of the other companies. Uh-huh. And 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 what I like about it so much too is uh, with my hands and stuff, whether it's arthritis getting old or what, right. it I have a tendency of when I set the hook of. My hand wants to open, and I uh, lose control of my rod. But with the 16, it's not bad. Uh, the handle's long enough; you right. can lay against your arm real well on hook set. You don't have to jerk much. It's just it's long enough out there. You just lift it, and it I mean the fish is got, and it it's uh, got real good backbone to lifting them in, and that sort of thing. It doesn't do a lot of the the bouncing around because of the the rod tip being limber. Uh-huh. and that sort of thing, and it's just an excellent, excellent rod. Now, the 18-footer has a, a, a counterweight balance uh-huh. on the end of it, too. So the, the 16
0: rod. doesn't, but the 18 does.
1: 16 doesn't, but the 18 does 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 uh-huh.
0: both of them have the same uh, reel handle? Yes,
1: that- yes. They're both corks, Quark cork handles, uh-huh. and they're long on the ends.
0: Is it a carbon fiber handle yes, grip on the reel mm-hmm. section of that? Yes, which is super smooth. Yes, so yeah, it's
1: really a sweet rod, and the sensitivity of it is just—I mean, we caught fish this last weekend. Uh, for the most part, they were hitting it pretty good, but we had some was just, you know, breathing on it. Right, and then for, an, for a for a sixteen-foot rod, and you just barely feel that little bit of a change. It's it's pretty amazing. Pretty
0: Let's, amazing. Let's talk about fishing with the long rod, because a lot of people out there maybe have fished with a 12-foot, and maybe they've yeah. fished once or twice with maybe a 14-foot, but now you've, you've stretched out into that exactly. 16, 18-foot.
1: Well, you know, and too, and, you know, some people too, is you know, what you're saying on the 16 and the 14, and of course a lot of that's going to depend on the type of fishing you're doing. Right. Most of the people that's got these long poles are doing the sniping, Right. Uh not but not always. Uh a lot of people that are fishing vertical fishing bus piles and pole timber. Right. Uh another thing that people doesn't think about on those poles is let's just say you're fishing. we're fishing bus piles today. Right. And you're fishing with a fourteen footer and I had a twelve. Right. Well, you're in the front of the boat, you've got the life scope. You, you we know where the bus pile is, but you're able to reach it. I can't, right? Because I only got a 12 foot and you got a 14, plus I'm standing
0: right, two foot
1: so. kind of behind and off to the side of you, right? So you can take if you are fishing a 14 foot and that's your preference. You can take, the other person can take a 16-footer and be right up there with you. Right. And, you know, that's one good thing. Isn't that really confusing?
0: I love it when you you look over and you think, why is my jig moving? Why is my jig moving? And it's not (laughs) your jig. It's actually the other guy's jig. You're like, oh, I'm going to get a bite. I'm going to get a bite. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy catches the fish, and you're like, oh it' it is, So,
1: But the 18-foot and the 16-foot, it's really a good, comfortable rod. Uh, the only thing that, um, um, like, if you've got two of you in scope and then you're chasing a Roman fish. Well, Peyton and I were fishing last week. Okay. And he started out with the 14-foot, and I was started out with the 16. and Right. And uh, I just fell in love with it immediately. and And so, finally, he gets his 18 out, and. You're talking about seeing the two jigs. So right. you got two guys that's just eager to catch that, that fish, you know, first. Who's going to get him first? And uh, so we determined real quick that with two of us having 16-foot long rods, right. only one of us is going to get the fish <laughs> because the rod tips are touching each other or right. crossing, and it, it was uh, quite, uh, quite a circus at <laughs> time time. I
0: wish I had been videoing that. <laughs> That would be interesting. You should have had your drone
1: on there. Yeah, so, I would so just yeah. fly over. And
0: <laughs> I'd be like, I have to fly my drone. I'm like doing a calculation, 18 yeah. or 6 foot. So now I'm flying at at least, minimal flight is 24 foot. Hot, <laughs> yeah. Plus your boats too. So now I'm at 26 feet up. Now yeah. I need to fly about 36, 36. 40 <laughs> feet up in front of you so that you See. don't whack my, whack whack my drones. Yeah. So. But the
1: 16 foot, it's, it's like I said, it's a very well-balanced um, I use baitcaster reels on okay. on mine. Uh, some people prefer spinning rod. Just co- I mean, spinning reel just because of that. Um, I don't know. I just that's don't, what we brought that, here, is, and that's a is very the, good reel, the spinning reel that seventy uh, fifth anniversary. Uh, I've got some of those are great. Right. Uh, I think they're like an eight ball bearing uh, uh-huh, reel. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, on on them you got to have your line set loose enough to be able to pull right line. So when you're pitching out on a fish, if you're chasing roamers, right. uh, I mean, you got you need a little bit more line to be able to pitch. So it's right. a little harder to pull line and pitch at the same time. And you sure that can't – it's really hard to try to open the bail and yeah. do it because you just can't respond – quick enough to close the bail. You have to so, have three
0: three hands.
1: So you exactly. So I use the uh Thumbar. thumb bar by uh-huh. casting reel. It doesn't that I mean can be a cheap one. Uh you don't have I mean you're not really it's not like you gotta have a seven to one ratio. Or right. Five well I guess if you had a higher speed one and you're catching up some slack real quick on with a fish to retrieve a fish, it could be handy.
0: But you just lift your rod exactly. up, it's 16, sixteen foot, foot up. Up. it's already up.
1: <laughs> so, with that being huh. said, I use the thumb bar. Uh, in other words, if I'm fishing sixteen foot, I've got right. sixteen foot of line out already, right. and I keep the line in my hand, right? And so I can take and and pull it hit the thumb bar. I automatically hit the thumb bar, just right. I mean, whether I need it or not. And I pitch out and I can get more line if I need it. Pull. Uh, and I have, the only worst part about the bait caster is if that dude hits it and you haven't tripped your
0: Thumbar, yeah. thumb Put bar in gear.
1: yet, you can have some serious yeah. nest. So, but I'm, I, I very rarely trip it until I hook a fish. Uh I uh I just hold my thumb against On the I'm just programmed to hold my thumb down against the spool and set the hook and then catch up you know, catch the right. slack out of if I need to. So
0: right when so. I'm using like the fourteen footer, which I'll be using the sixteen footer mm-hmm. soon, uh I turn it upside down. I use the whole butt of the rod over my arm and I basically have my drag so I can pull it out real easy. Okay, and then on, your bait I, caster on even. the baitcaster. On the baitcaster, and then when I set the hook, my finger fits up on the on the on the spool, spool. Yeah. and that holds it steady. And when I set the hook, then it's in there. And then I'm one of those that reels upside down. Yeah, well,
1: I'm uh, not coordinated now to do it that way.
0: <laughs> I just probably learned it. Probably a bad habit. That's probably what the exactly. deal is. But
1: well, I mean, I, it's I, all I, into what you're yeah. used to doing.
0: I think yeah. I saw where they the 16 footer was 9.8 ounces. I don't know if you can. That hold sounds me. about right. It's I don't know much. if you can hold it. Hold me to that. I don't know what the 18 footer weighs, but I, probably because it has the counterbalance mm-hmm. uh, stuff on there. So that's yeah. Probably it, the, reason the counter. Why.
1: I think you can actually get it without the counterbalance, but right. I don't know why you would because it's just not. It just right. – that counterbalance balances it out. It's really nice.
0: Let's talk about a, having a three-piece rod because both the 16 and the 18-footer is uh, a three-piece three piece rod. Mm-hmm. So do you keep your rods together or do you break well, them when apart? When I'm fishing in my do? boat – When you store them. And when
1: stuff. I fish them in my boat, I lay them yeah. down. Of course, i got a 24-foot boat. Yeah. Uh, but I can Ship. lay mine – leave them connected and lay them down uh-huh. along the side of the gunnel there.
0: By How the about coast. when you get done and, fishing?
1: But when I, like Saturday, I fished with Peyton in uh-huh. his boat, so transporting it, uh, I break it down in right. all three. I bring uh-huh. them all down, and I tip the reel, leave the hook tied in, and I take, um, there's some little uh, bungee-like deals you can buy from Bass right. Berkeley makes them. They got a little uh ball on the end of them with a slide yeah and i just take and put that through and then slide it down tight one or two of them usually right. just one right in the middle it holds all three pieces together so you can and then i just put trim. it in the truck or a rod box uh-huh. i store them in the boat that way i just oh. put them all break them all down uh-huh. and then just run one in a tube by itself and uh put them in there that way
0: so what i've done is they got those clips like potato chip bag clips that okay. are flat in the side and i take those and i just open them up and i put them right up against the rod and the rod things fit right in there you just clamp them in well, didn't think about then, that but you can also they work pretty good i mean not
1: you can use a rubber band put yeah. it on the eye to hook it on the eye and come around until you hook it on the eye again yeah
0: you know what happened with that <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't find them again it worked great <laughs> Peyton would say, "Just leave that old sixteen foot rod in my boat." Yeah. So, <laughs> "Nope, not gonna." That's happen. how I break mine down. Yeah. I
1: use those little deals. They also got some. Uh, um, you can also buy these little. It's kind of like a a flexible uh-huh. You'll wire, coated like wire, flex. And uh-huh. some people use those. I've seen them bottle them up with those.
0: So let's talk about fishing a little bit because we got some time uh, about fishing. Uh, what do you? pitching like with that 16 foot rod or what do you most fishing? of the time i p- use uh, have you used heavy jigs are you use like quarter ounce jigs with that i use stuff? we
1: do use i do use up to quarter a lot of times uh, uh-huh. and i have used a quarter with another split shot above it uh oh, uh-huh. you know uh just it depends on that fish uh, the reaction of how you, i mean you can get too big and spook them so right. um i mean i use anywhere from a 16th up to a thirty, I mean sixteenth uh, up to a, a quarter ounce jig. I use an eighth a lot. Yeah, uh, even it don't matter whether you're using a Malibu jig or a hair jig or a hand tied jig. What right, I, we'll call it uh, same way. And then I just peg a sinker above it. Uh, some people use split shots. Some people use egg sinkers. I use uh, I use the bobber stops, the little rubber uh-huh. bobber stops, yeah. and I use the little. I, call, I always called them when we was bass fishing mojo.
0: Yeah, they're mojo long, long uh-huh.
1: deals. Put those on there and I pick those. Always, most generally, we'll always have one, uh, you know, like an eighth ounce at least on there. Right. And then uh, do that. I like to try to get it to where I'm pretty close to a quarter ounce total. Right. Total weight. Uh-huh. So if I drop down to a 16th or a 32nd ounce jig, I'm still going to keep at least an eighth ounce above it. If not, go just a tad bigger to get it out there and get it down. That's the thing.
0: What do you think the hardest thing is about using like a 16 or an 18-foot rod and it being out there? Uh, well, actually, for
1: it, me, the six, the longer the rod, yeah, having the longer rod for me is easier to get on that fish than having the shorter rod, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Some people have a little better depth perception, I guess you call it, or what you know more accurate at a distance, right. whether they're throwing something, or whether it's a ball or a dart or whatever. Right. Uh, but to me, I'm not as accurate with a, a short rod of getting it where I want it to be. right. Uh, I'm either a little bit too far or I'm a little bit shy. Where with the long rod, I can I can peg them every time.
0: Do you think uh, it's also better in windy conditions, those longer rods? I do like it better in windy
1: conditions, especially because you can put on more weight and just uh-huh. get them out right down there to the fish.
0: I think when people are casting, that, that they have less likely a chance of hitting I, their target. The thing when is, it's windy. yes,
1: and then also, too, the only thing is about the, the wind. I've actually fished in enough wind that – a gust of wind that'll move your rod tip. I mean, right. you're on the fish, and you're almost to him, and that big old <laughs> gust of wind whoo, moves your whole bait. And what a lot of people don't realize, so, so if you got a fish, if this is a fish here, okay. and you, you've pitched out just a tad. Dang on I went past it right. with the sixteen foot rod, example or fourteen, whatever. Right. People have a tendency to start trying to wind or pull their line with their hand to get that jig to come to the fish. Right. Which, logic's yeah, that works, but it, it doesn't because it brings your jig in as you're and So, depending on how you're holding your rod tip right. of how it's coming closer to you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Because you still want it to be above the fish. Right. So what a lot of people don't realize you take that long rod and you just pick up on the rod and then drop it down, you you can lift that rod from nine o'clock just to ten o'clock and you'll bring that bait to you two right. feet. And then just drop your rod tip back. You're right on top of him. That's so instead of trying to reel right and trying to get it above him at the same time, holding your rod tip up and reel just lift your rod tip up okay and then just drop your bait right back down on top of them
0: there you go that's a good tip yeah that takes us over to tackle time tackle time sponsored by pico lures pico lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits they also have vanguard tackle and uh, vanguard tackle has those bobber stops that he was talking about they actually have rubber bobber stops and they have the thread bobber stops I've never figured the thread ones out. I know that's for cork fishing and stuff. Well, because, the thread one is, yeah, uh,
1: it's a little bit more complicated.
0: The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Too complicated for me, but uh, they also have, uh, they have some egg weights. If you can't find the mojo weights, because they're not as easy to find no, as they're not. like the egg weight ones. And if you're like me and you lose a lot of baits, uh, maybe. They have split
1: a, shots as well. Yeah. Split
0: shots. You can get, you could get them there, but. They also have all kinds of uh, jig heads and, oh, my gosh, you got soft plastics. And they got all kinds of stuff that you can catch, you know, everything on. Uh, I know it was Christmas time. Mitch had talked a little bit about crankbaits and how some of the colors are real popular and shad color. were real popular and we're coming like the shad pattern ones, but spring's coming. And then that early in the year when you start like trolling crankbaits, you start hitting those real Wild colorful wow. ones, the yeah. geezer clown, oh, yeah. the the ones that really, really pop, um, orange tiger, things like that. But you can check all those out at uh, picolures.com. Greg, if they want to find out more uh, or if they want to get in touch with you so they can go on a guide trip and fish one of those big 16, 18-foot rods.
1: And also information on uh, installs. I do a lot of installs oh, okay. and stuff yep. too, uh, and graphs. And so Greg Robinson uh, – on uh, Facebook or Greg's Guide Service on Facebook, okay. private message me, or 479-601-1683, you can call or text.
0: There you go. There you have it. Like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.